March, right? Crazy. Let me play this <laughs> real quick. I'm going to play a video for everybody. Very exciting. There you go. It is March, uh, March 3rd or something, right? 4th, 3rd. Uh, Countdown to March Madness number five. Um, coming live from the studios of the the, the studios. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, doing it a day early here today. I'm really going to mail this in. I got to be honest. Taking a week. You know, next week's a big one. Next week's uh, getting ready for the rest of the conference tournaments, you know, all that stuff. So anyway. I did write a few things down headline-wise that matter. I think Villanova yesterday getting a big win at Providence, a, a win to kind of keep their resume in a good spot. Uh, you look at their wins right now. They have a North Carolina win. They have a Creighton win. Uh, they have a, a, a Providence on the road is, you know, not a, not a, not a bad win, certainly a fine one. Uh, they have a uh, Texas Tech win as well. They do have some bad losses. Penn, Drexel, St. Joe's, uh, you know, Kansas State's not great. But big win for Villanova yesterday. I think Villanova is the team that if they get in, uh, I think that they'll be, you know, a hard matchup for anybody that they would play, uh, whether they were a five seed or whether they were playing a five seed or, or I guess they'd be playing a, probably a, a six. Six, yeah. Um, but I, I really like the makeup of Villanova's team. I just – I question – the consistency, the coaching, but I mean they are uh, five and two in their last seven, and those losses were a road loss at UConn and a, a loss at U uh, at Xavier. So, <clears throat> big one for Villanova, though. What do you think they got to do to get in? Uh, went out Seton Hall and then Creighton. Yeah, they would definitely strengthen their resume if they. I think if they win their next two, they will be in. Yeah. But. If they split and then they win a couple in the Big East tournament, also that's another way to to get in. But uh, yeah, I mean th this is uh, probably the most well built bubble team. Like a roster wise, I really like them a lot. Yeah, but it just hasn't fully worked out. They're thirteenth in defensive efficiency. They're playing some good defense. They held Providence to sixty yesterday um, after giving up thirty seven. In the first half, they end up giving up 23 in the second half. Uh, I mean, you get, you get some, you know, points from everywhere. I mean, Dixon with 11, Justin Moore with 15, Armstrong with 10, Burton with 7, Bomba with 6, Hart with 5, Hausen with 9, Longino with 6. I mean, this, you know, a lot of, I mean, they shoot 56% from three in this game. Uh, so things are figuring those things out. They'll be, they'll be hard to beat, but a big win for them. Uh, UConn continues to roll just a obliterated Seton Hall earlier today yeah. uh, by 30, 91, 61. So uh, since losing to Creighton, UConn is two and zero and has a uh, point differential of plus 53 in those two wins. Uh, excuse me. Point uh, plus. Hold on. <laughs> plus 54. In the two games, hold on. Yeah, that's right. Fifty-four. Uh, they got Marquette though on the road Wednesday night. Big game. UConn at Marquette. Yeah, 
Uh, but UConn clinches the outright Big East title. They're 16 and two in the conference. Uh, the second team is Marquette at 13 and five, so it's really not close. Uh, UConn in the last two years, <clears throat> overall, they ended up 31 and eight last year. So they're 57 and 11 in the last two seasons. And if you look back from February 18th of 2023 to right now, uh, the Yukon Huskies are uh, 39 and four. So something flipped, obviously. They weren't great in the Big East last year. They started five and six. They yep. were eight and seven. They lost to Creighton. They have one loss or they have four losses since losing to Creighton last year on February 11th. So losing to Creighton seems to help them. Yeah. Even though this year they were great no matter what. Like they didn't have a, you know, they lost. They had a stretch last year in the Big East of losing six of eight. That didn't happen this year. So I think that UConn will be an Elite Eight Final Four team. I don't think they're going to win it all again, but I have to see the brackets. So. Right. Uh, Duke embarrasses Virginia. I think everybody can safely say they're out on Virginia at this point. Uh, Virginia's 12 and seven in the ACC, which I think says a lot more about the ACC than it does about Virginia. Uh, it's embarrassing that the ACC allowed Virginia to win eight games in a row. <laughs> they were 10 and three in the conference. They're now 12 and seven. Duke beats them 73, 48, just a joke of an offense. I mean, there's nothing there. I mean, outside of, they had 18 points outside of, uh, Beekman and McNeely. Yeah. They joke. Yeah, they their offense is brutal, just brutal. Hit thirty six points in the first thirty minutes of this game. They scored in the forties, like five of their last six or something, yeah. or the last five. Yeah, and if you're an offense it's and you're tough. behind them at this point in efficiency, I mean that sucks for you. <laughs> uh, Illinois, we already talked about this on the other podcast, but Illinois wins at Wisconsin. Uh, thoughts on Wisconsin at this point. I was kind of defending them for a while, but they just keep losing. Yeah, I, it's they're in a free fall right now. It seems like uh, game at home. You need probably needed a win against Illinois um, just to get morale back up. Uh, they couldn't do it. Illinois dropping ninety on everybody though, so tough to beat. Two and seven is Wisconsin since a eight and one start. It's two and seven. Wow. Yeah including losses to Michigan and Rutgers and Indiana. Are they, are, do they have the double buy right now in the big 10 tournament? They're f- tied with Nebraska 10 and eight. And they, I don't know how the thing they, they split with Nebraska, but I don't know how it works either. Yeah, I think it's the, it's your record against the teams that are in front of you, I think. So lost Illinois. Oh, and oh, and four, oh, and three. <laughs> yeah. They're in trouble. Uh, sure. They did beat Northwestern in the only game they played against. I think they only played them once. Let me, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're 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 one and zero against Northwestern, and then what? Zero and two against Illinois and Purdue. Yeah. So. And they got to play Purdue again. So. Yeah. They're going to end up probably getting the five if Nebraska can hold strong and win a couple. Nebraska's got Rutgers, Michigan to finish, so <laughs> yeah. get twelve and eight. Yeah. But either way, I think we finally know that hey, uh, Wisconsin is definitely not the second best team in the Big Ten, and everybody's known it for a while. But this really solidifies it because there was a time where everybody was saying 
Illinois against Wisconsin. Who's better? Who's the second best team in the conference? Uh, I think we all know now. And you know what? It's literally a cycle now with Greg Gard where his teams are really good and then they just don't play well in the last month and a half of the season. Yeah. So sucks to suck. Might as well fire him. Kentucky puts up uh, 111 on Arkansas, but then puts gives up 102. Uh, Kentucky last three games on offense or last three scores, we should say, 117-95 win, 91-89 win, 111-102 win. So, I mean, Kentucky, best team in the country from three, seventh in efficiency, 14th in temper. They just get out and run. And a big reason why they won yesterday is DJ Wagner starting to figure it out a little bit. Four or five from three, 19 points. Uh, Reed Shepard had 10 points. Uh, Antonio Reeves had 22. There's a lot of guys. Calipari's rotation is weird to manage because he's got Onyenzo starting at the five, and he played eight minutes yesterday. And he's got his, I, I think the two best players in Kentucky are she, uh, Shepard and Dillingham. They're coming off the bench. So hard to manage those rotations, but they're obviously scoring a ton of points. I think Vanderbilt, they might put up 130. So it'll be <laughs> interesting to see. Just looking, it looks like they have nine games where they scored in the 90s and six that they scored in the 100s. I believe so. Alabama has nine games in the 100s. <laughs> wow. SEC basketball. Illinois should be in the SEC. Illinois mirrors an SEC team more yeah, than anybody do. right now. They definitely do. Uh, Kansas has seven losses in the Big 12 now. First time they've had seven losses in conference play under Bill Self. Uh, they lose at Baylor yesterday after losing to TCU earlier in the week, or uh, BYU earlier in the week. Uh, yeah, I mean, this Kansas team we talked about a few weeks ago, not deep. Not really, you know, not enough guys, it seems like. I mean, you got six points from KJ Adams yesterday on good efficiency. You only get uh you get 20 out of Dickinson and McCuller. You get 12 out of Harris, eight out of Jackson, and six out of Furphy. Um, four for 13 from three. I don't think that I don't I mean I don't know. I shooting only 13 threes just bugs me. Like Baylor yeah. only shot 17, but also Baylor was 62% inside the three-point line. So was Kansas. It just I, it bothers me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this Kansas team at all. I think yeah. if there if there's a basketball god, Kansas should lose in the first weekend. Yeah, it's. I think the, I saw something today on Twitter. It's his worst season since he's been at Kansas, and they're still predicted as a three seed. I don't know if that's yeah. up to date, but I don't get how they beat UConn. I guess it wasn't Allen Fieldhouse, but and yeah. UConn was without Stephon Castle, but. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, probably because they have a UConn win and a Tennessee win and a Kentucky win. You know, right. those three wins right there. And they beat Houston. Like, they have four of the best wins in the country. So, that's going to carry them no matter how many uh, – no, no matter how many wins they – or losses they have. It's going to carry them. Yeah. And they have a uh, Baylor win, by the way. What's up, Bootzilla? Thanks for coming over. Yeah, uh, we do all our March Madness on Ethan's YouTube. So, tons of subscribers uh, and views for sure. Yeah, sure, definitely. Uh, so we talked about BYU briefly. BYU beat Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse last week, and they beat TCU yesterday, eighty-seven seventy-five. So BYU nine and seven in their first year in the Big Twelve. I think you take that any day of the week. Yeah, if you're them. Uh, I mean, this team really good offense, ninth in efficiency, seventh, you know, two point percentage. Uh, they they move the ball well. 
fifth in assists per field goals made. I believe there's two top five teams in the Big 12 in assists per field goals made, and it is Kansas 1, BYU 5. Really? So, wow. That'll play. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like this BYU team. I don't know how great they are. I mean, they do have a couple games where you're like, how the hell did that happen? Like giving up 93 points to Oklahoma State and losing by 10. Uh, but outside of that, they've held their own pretty well in the Big 12. They have wins over Iowa State. Uh, they beat Texas. They beat Baylor. They beat Kansas. Then uh, TCU, obviously. And they got a big game against Iowa State Wednesday. Wednesday's a, a big slate. Saturday's a big slate. So – Lots going on. Glad I didn't write down any games of the week for this episode. Uh, final headline, Gonzaga beats St. Mary's. Seems like Gonzaga is starting to figure some things out. They're 24-6 and six now, 14-2 and two in the West Coast Conference. Uh, still, St. Mary's wins the conference because they went 15-1. But yeah. St. Mary's so close to an undefeated WCC season, but – wasn't meant to be. They lose 70-57, a great performance from Gonzaga. Ryan Nimhard was big time. Uh, Graham E.K. had 24-10. and 10. Uh, 10 assists for Nimhard. And then, you you know, you look at their guys off the bench. They were just dominating in terms of a lot of volume shots inside the three-point line and making 25 of them. And then they only shot nine threes. But when you make five of your nine threes, that usually helps. I really like uh, – I think Dusty Stromer, the freshman, 6'6", uh, shoots 34% from there. I think he's going to be a monster in like two years. Yeah. Uh, I like him a lot. He's going to be one of those classic Gonzaga guys that everybody remembers. Wait yeah. for it. Gonzaga's getting hot at the right time. Won their last eight. Includes a win against Kentucky in there. So, figuring it out. They're definitely not going to win the national championship, but, you know, it's cool. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be in the tournament. Uh, yeah, they've won. They haven't lost since uh, they lost to St. Mary's by two on February 3rd. Uh, they also beat Kentucky in that time, by the way, at Rupp Arena. Uh, yeah. So just, we just got repeating statements going on. I didn't say that. I said you it. Said and then you said it. I was looking at the numbers. That's why I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't hearing at the same We're time. We're listening. I know. They beat Kentucky, though, guys. So Different show, know. same story. Yep. Uh, conference tournament starting this week. We got several of them starting this week. Um, the first conference tournament game will be tomorrow. The Atlantic Sun is the first one that starts. Um, and there are, by my count here, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, I'm doing the math wrong. Never mind. Whatever. There's a lot starting. <laughs> no, there's enough starting. Uh, all right, the America East tournament. America probably East probably a one-team tournament. Yeah, uh, I got Vermont, the regular season champs, winning it. Yep, I'm taking Vermont as well. Uh, they're the best team in the conference by far. Pretty simple. Uh, the Atlantic Sun. Uh, I'm going to go with Lipscomb. Me too. I don't Me know too. why. Are you? Yeah, yeah. The, offensively, they're, uh, you know, probably the best offensive team in this conference. They've won seven of eight since the beginning of February. They're 12th in the country in three-point percentage, uh, 20th in two-point percentage, 17th in free-throw percentage. Uh, you know, you look at the other quality opponents in this conference uh, at this level, Eastern Kentucky and Stetson are the two teams close. Uh, mm -hmm. And they beat Eastern Kentucky by 14 on Friday. Yeah. So 
I like it. Uh, they play North Alabama on Tuesday to open it up. Give me Lipscomb. I mean, this team has uh, got a good mix of of young guys and, and older guys. I'll take them. Why not? Why not? Uh, Big Sky. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the regular season champs in this one again, Eastern Washington. Yep. Best offense. Um, Montana is probably the only team offensively that's close. Shoot at 37% from three. They beat Montana by 10 and by 13 in the two matchups this season. Uh, this is a team that started one and six in the regular season. Losses to Utah, Ole Miss, Cincinnati, Stanford, Washington State, USC. So they did play power conference opponents in six of their first seven and lost all of them. But uh, it's pretty impressive that they have 20 wins right now after having one win going into December. So uh, I like their offense a lot. Uh, Big South. Uh, Big South. I'm going with UNC Asheville. This is our first difference here, it appears. Uh, wow. Big time. Big wow, time. Wow. Uh, I am taking um, the High Point squad, who leads the conference, 13-3. Okay. One of the best offenses in the country for a school that isn't in like a top 15 conference. Probably the only, the only one better is probably McNeese. But even then, it's close. Like This is a very good offense that really isn't great from three, uh, but they do, you know, they get a ton of free throw shots. They're third in the country in free throw point distribution percentage. So they get a lot of that. Uh, they're also, um, they started eight and four, lost to Gonzaga by eight on December 16th. And uh, they're 16 and three since that and 13 and three in the conference. So I'll take them. I'm, I, I like to go with the best offensive teams here. Uh, CAA, Colonial Athletic. Uh, also going with the regular season champs, Charleston in this game. They're the hottest team right now. They've won nine in a row, um, 24 and seven on the year. Give me UNC Wilmington. Really? Beat Kentucky, beat Charleston twice. Uh, better offense. I think I think UNC Wilmington's going to get it done. Okay. And uh, it's Takayo Siddle's fourth year there. Uh, they went 27 and nine in 2022 and didn't get in. They went 24 and 10 last year. Didn't get in. This is the year. I mean, they, they have uh, 39 conference wins the last three seasons. So they're going to, they're going to get in at some point. I'm going to say it's this year. Uh, Horizon league. Uh, I'm going to go with Youngstown state penguins. It's a terrible basketball conference. Uh, not as bad as, <laughs> I would have thought, I guess. Uh, give me offensive theme again. Give me Wright State. Uh, they dropped 96 on Oakland, beat them by 21 on February 25th. Oakland is number one in the conference. Wright State's third. The 31st in the country in offensive efficiency. They're 10th in three-point percentage, fifth in two-point percentage. Uh, they 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 score a lot of points. I mean, you look at the last uh, five games, you know, 101, 93, 96, 77, 94. Uh, they play Northern Kentucky, who they just beat yesterday. They play them on Thursday to open up the uh, tournament. Uh, this is also a team that has, you know, a couple of high major guys that have uh, that have come in. Tanner Holden, if you remember, played at Ohio State last season. He played his first three seasons at Wright State, played one season at Ohio State, then went back to Wright State. Uh, <laughs> and he's having a, a solid season for them. So uh, give me Wright State, uh, Missouri Valley. Uh, I'm going to go with Drake. 
Uh, sorry, Indiana State and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or whatever they're calling that guy. Avila. Uh, Drake. Yeah, I'm taking Indiana State, obviously. I mean, I think this is the best team in the conference. Um, really good offensively. They haven't been playing very well. I mean, they've won three in a row, but, you know, Valpo, Illinois, Chicago, and Evansville aren't, you know, world-beating wins. But uh, they do play Murray State today. I don't know if that's started yet. Go ahead with the next one, and I'll, I'll check. Yeah, on to the neck. Uh, all the neck that I watch uh, makes me think that Merrimack's going to win this. Yeah, I'm taking Merrimack as well, obviously, naturally. Really? Good. At least they'll have some context of, you know, why I chose them. Thank yeah, they're 10-1 in their last 11. They started 9-10. and 10. Uh, I've always thought Joe Gallo was a pretty good head coach. I think he'll, he'll get a bigger option or a bigger uh, opportunity at some point soon. This is the lowest-rated conference in the country. Uh, Merrimack's not an offensive juggernaut by any means, but they're pretty pretty good defensively. I think the the level of teams that are playing in this conference help boost those metrics. Uh, but, I mean, you look at, you know, they, they – Got destroyed in all their high major games, so that probably doesn't help my case for them. But uh, give me Merrimack. Why not? Uh, they haven't made a tournament yet, and they probably should. I mean, remember their first year in D1 basketball, the transition phase, they went 20-11, 14-4, would have been in the tournament, but the stupid rule. So they're going to yeah. get in. It's going to happen this year. Uh, OVC. Uh, I'm taking a homer pick here. My daughter goes there. Give me Western Illinois. Uh, they're on a three-game win streak. They were they're one game back uh, in the conference. I don't know. I'd like to see Western get there. I think that'd be cool. I'm taking Little Rock, um, fourteen and four in the conference. Uh, they have won eleven of twelve. I'm sure nine and nine and ten. Uh, you know, defensively not great. Offensively pretty good for this conference. They don't shoot it very well. Uh, but you look at some of the results against the other top teams in the conference. Uh, Moorhead State, they beat uh, by one in the second matchup, first matchup. I don't know. I can't even see. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they 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 dummied Western Illinois by three. So <laughs> give me uh, – yeah, give me – I mean, give me a Little Rock team that lost to Northern Illinois in non-conference and Georgia State twice in non-conference. How do they play Georgia State twice in non-conference? Like that? <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I'll take a little rock because I think they're trending in the right direction. Uh, Patriot League. Wow, this is another one-school yeah. league. Colgate. Yep, not even close. Colgate offensively is nowhere near what they used to be this year. They're 208th in efficiency in offense this year. They're 43rd last year. But either way, still 22-9. and nine. Played a harder non-conference this year with Illinois and Arizona and Syracuse and Yale. So uh, give me Colgate, though. Way better than anybody in this conference. It's going to happen again. Uh, SoCon. Uh, I'm taking Jeffrey's favorite team, the Sanford Bulldogs. Me too, obviously. 15-3 uh, and three in the conference, 26-5 and five overall. Uh, started the year 0-2, losing to uh, Purdue and VCU. Uh, they're a high up-tempo team. They shoot at 39.8% from three. Uh, they have a player named uh, Acor Acor, the big man. From Australia, Melbourne, Melbourne, as they say. Uh, but yeah, this is a this is a, a decent, solid team with you know some uh, some quality ball players at the top of the lineup. Um, experienced team as well for this level. Uh, they beat Citadel by twelve going into the uh, final their final game of the regular season. 
I don't think anybody's even going to challenge them. It's going to be a blowout, but no, probably not. I mean, this will be a good tournament. There's probably, I think there's five teams in this conference that can win the conference tournament. I think it's Samford, UNC Greensboro, Chattanooga, Western Carolina, and I think Wofford and probably Furman. So probably six, the top six teams. I think all have a chance. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, they're, you know they're all decent at one thing. Experience as well. You mean UNC Greensboro, Chattanooga, Wofford, Furman have all had success in the recent present. Uh-huh. Uh, Southland, shocking. McNeese. Yeah, it'd be an absolute travesty if McNeese lost this tournament because they're so much better than everybody in the conference. I mean, the only other team where I'd be like, I guess it's fine they made it would be Corpus Christi, but hopefully it doesn't come to that. Uh, McNeese has lost one game in the conference, 15-1. They still have two to go. Houston Christian and New Orleans they play uh, this week. But, um, yeah, I mean, this team – Started five and two, and they're now twenty six and three, and they're thirty eight point eight percent from three. They're balanced. They're one of the best teams the Southland Conference has ever seen. So hopefully they get it done here. Uh, Summit. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Ruse. Not a fan of that pick, but it's cool. Uh, they, I mean, they beat North Dakota. They beat South Dakota State recently. They're on a five-game winning streak. They're up big on Oral Robert, Roberts right now. Let's do it. I mean, I mean who cares if they're 15-15? No doubt, no doubt. Uh, give me South Dakota State. Um, almost beat U- uh, UCF in the non-conference. Lost to them by three. Uh, they've won five in a row, 12-4 and four in the conference. Uh, they did lose to UMKC by five in the first match or second match, beat them by nine in the first one. Uh, but I, I think it'd be fun to see St. Thomas get in. I have to say that would be, that would be fun. I'd probably rather see that than one of us being right. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I think St. Thomas might still be on the uh, transition band. Oh yeah, it's their third or fourth year. But anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah, South Dakota State uh, Sun Belt. Going James Madison. Yep, most well-rounded team in the conference. Beat Michigan State non-conference. Uh, yeah, West Coast Conference. Uh, Two-team battle here because they only have to play two games or something, right? Yeah. Uh, so messed up. Uh, give me Gonzaga. They look good last night. Uh, beat St. Mary's up. I'm I'll taking them as well. Yeah, I think they're trending in the right direction, so I'll take them. I mean, yeah. the, the WCC tournament's stupid. It is. I think it should be. It should be if they're going to do something like that, they should do it in conferences where there's always like two teams that are good. Like the MVC should do that, but whatever. Yeah. Arch Madness is the most overrated thing in college basketball, by the way. Uh, anyway. Wow. I mean, it's it's always like, oh, it's such a good, and then one of the good teams loses early. It's like this is boring now. That's true. That's true. Uh, bracketology, nothing really to update. I mean, I think. If you look at some of the numbers, there's a lot of the teams that are top four seeds that are kind of staying, sticking around. I think Iowa is still in the mix somewhere. I think Iowa has a chance to get in. Yeah. Um, part of that is because, you know, winning at Northwestern, that's a big win. Uh, they have another big opportunity with Illinois to finish the season. Uh, but as of right now, according to CBS, first four out are Seton Hall, Iowa, Villanova, Wake Forest. Last four in are Utah, New Mexico, Colorado, and. St. John's. Wow. Questionable is what I would say about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's kind of crazy, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So it'll be, I mean, you know, Illinois UC Irvine, very popular pick here. I'm seeing. 
for a matchup. How about St. Mary's Northwestern in round one? That would be something. Wow. Uh, then Wisconsin playing the winner of Utah, New Mexico. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Gonzaga, Michigan State round one. Winner plays Houston. Clemson, Indiana State possible. Boise State, Nebraska. Boise State going to lose to another Big Ten team in the first round. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's bracketology. We'll have more next week, obviously. We'll have some teams that have clinched bids by then. Yeah. Um, there is a final on uh, next Saturday, the OVC final. The next Sunday, the MVC Atlantic Sun and Big South titles as well. So, congrats to uh, Indiana State in advance. <laughs> uh, games to watch this week. I don't really even know if, like – there's a lot to watch, and everybody should just watch it. Would be where I'm at on this. Okay. Like tomorrow, Texas, Baylor, Duke, NC State, great, and have fun. Uh, Purdue, Illinois, Alabama, Florida, San Diego State, UNLV, Nevada, Boise State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Kansas, Syracuse, Clemson. Like that's all I got in there. Auburn, Missouri. I mean, who cares? You know, you think Missouri's yeah. going to win a game in the conference this year? No, I don't. Yeah, Auburn and LSU to finish, so probably not. Maybe a chance against LSU. It's on the road. Yeah, tough. For you anything else? You get anything else Tuesday? Nope. You read all the ones I got. Wednesday, uh, UConn, Marquette, BYU, Iowa State, Tennessee, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Villanova, Seton Hall. Big bubble game there. Uh, Xavier Butler, Northwestern, Michigan State, FAU, North Texas, Houston, UCF, LSU, Arkansas, uh, Indiana, Minnesota. Big game there for Indiana. Uh, totally in the bubble. Just kidding. Uh, Indiana's up nine right now, 353 to go at Maryland. Maryland is so bad. Uh, Thursday, Colorado, Oregon, Arizona, UCLA, Washington, Washington State, just a bunch of Pac-12 games in Rutgers, Wisconsin, so nothing really going on there. Friday, uh, Boise State, San Diego State, VCU, Dayton. Dayton losing, by the way, yesterday to Loyola Chicago or two yeah. days ago, whenever that was. Um, Friday. Saturday, Saturday is just a ton. I mean, there's a ton going on, so ha have fun with that. Kansas, Houston, that's a big one. Uh, Baylor, Texas Tech, Creighton, Villanova. That's all great. Yeah, there's a bunch going on. Uh, Sunday, Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, Penn State, Michigan State, Indiana, Ohio State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Purdue, Nebraska, Michigan, SMU, UAB. So a lot of Big Ten stuff going on Sunday. But yeah. It's a good slate. It's a good week. Yeah. <laughs> Glad all those people that came over from the other podcasts are getting this abridged version of this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really even care if they watch. I hope they don't, honestly. Everybody go do something else with your time. I mean, come on, don't waste it here. Uh upset picks. Last week I went two and one. Uh I went 0-3. Uh Kansas uh lost to Baylor 82-74. Auburn lost to Tennessee 92-84 and Miami lost to North Carolina 75-71. I'm really good at this. I think I've gotten one. I've got like six uh, but, since you know. we started this. Uh, uh, this week I'm going. Uh, I picked it on the other podcast. Illinois over Purdue. North Carolina uh, plays at Duke. I'll take North Carolina. I assume Duke will be the favorite in that. And uh, I'll take UCLA over Arizona. Last week I had Indiana over Wisconsin. Uh, Oklahoma over Ohio Iowa State didn't work out, and then Santa Clara over San Francisco. Boom. Uh, this week, give me Syracuse over Clemson, UCF over Houston, and uh, USC over Arizona. So, yeah, I, I got two one seeds losing this week to uh, teams at home. I don't, they're really bad. I'm going to go on three, but uh, I got to take a shot. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Just in case I get it right and I get to clip it again, uh, I think I think UCF is going to beat Houston. I like the matchup there, obviously. Um, feels feels right. 
I think USC is going to beat Arizona. I think Bronny James is going to have 30 and 10 and 8. Uh, big game there. I think they're, the the guards of USC are going to frustrate the guards of Arizona. And uh, USC gets it done. There you go. All right. Yeah. I, I'm not going to disagree with you because you've been right every time. Yep. Pretty much every single time. Never missed. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back Monday with a much better, longer, better show than this. Uh, and there'll be a lot more going on. And we won't be doing two podcasts in one day. So, all right. We'll see everybody uh, next Monday. Goodbye. Later.